for him. If you would, please turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. I want to preach to me tonight and y'all can listen. I just, I'm serious about it as I've ever been. If it's a sermon that I believe that every one of us need, but uh, me especially, because uh, I don't know what it is. I guess it's getting older. I used to didn't worry about everything in the world. But now it seems to me like every little bitty thing bothers me. And I'm concerned about it deeply. And, and uh, we, I never will forget what old Brother Rolf told me years ago. He said, now, brother, worry is sin. I said, what are you talking about? He said, anytime you worry, you're not trusted. And we're to live by faith. And the Bible says, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. And I said, yes, sir, whatever you say. But uh, it's not that easy. It's not that easy to live that way. And yet the Bible says we can. And so tonight, I want to speak to you about we as Christians are to live in the present. In Philippians chapter 3, I'm going to read verse 10. That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being made conformable unto His death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth in those things which are before, I press towards the mark for the prize, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray in these next few moments that you bless each one who's come, Lord, we each one have needs. And Lord, we know that you can meet those needs. But Lord, we ask you to teach us how to live better. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was talking to somebody today, and I was, uh, they said, when are you going to retire? Talking to me about that. And I said, I ain't going to retire. And uh, I said, but uh, I'm getting to the place that it's getting harder for me to deal with everything that comes in this world, people's problems and everything that just keeps coming in this world, it's getting harder and harder to deal with it. And they said, well, you've been serving the Lord all these years, you ought to have it now where you know what to do. I said, yeah, easy for you to say. <laughs> and it just don't work that way. Amen. I wish it would sometime. But uh, uh, verse 13 says, Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, it says, Take therefore no thought for tomorrow. In Ephesians 5, verse 16, it says, Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now, every one of us are living in the days of uncertainty, and we cannot tell what tomorrow might bring. Now, you could, you could sit around and make yourself sick, and I know some people that do. I, uh, 
talk to different people all the time and they're always worrying about everything in the world. I was talking about some, to someone just yesterday uh, about our president and they said, well, he's going to call a recession and I'm going to lose a bunch of money on my, and, uh, you know, if he causes a recession. I said, you are you going well, we're doing better right now in the financials in this country than we've ever done before under this president. Anyhow, going beyond that, what I'm saying is, isn't it something to you that seems like everything is going good right now as far as recession is concerned? And they want to, well, it's coming. It's coming. Well, I live in a good time right now then. Amen? <laughs> Let it come. You might not even be here to enjoy it when it does come. And so it would be very foolish... Uh, to waste time and sit around and worry about the future and what it might bring. Yet a lot of us do. Now, a lot of people who sit around and worry about what they did in the past and uh, or what has happened to them in the past. I can't get over a number of people that all they can talk about is their life in the past and what all has happened to them, what a terrible thing it has and you know what? I was talking to my wife about this the other day. And, I, and some of the hardest times of our life I look back on, and they were hard times. Uh, I don't think I knew it at the time. <laughs> I just went on through it and lived it. But uh, some hard time we had in the past, uh, I don't want to dwell on those. I, I want to go on past that. I don't leave all that stuff behind me. I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, why should I worry about something I can't change? And you can't change it. Now, a lot of people who sit around and worry about what they did in the past, and uh, again, they're just as foolish to worry over the past as they are the future. Now, the question is, as a child of God, how am I going to live in this world day by day? Our daily duty as Christians is live in the present, not in the past, nor in the future. Have you ever heard somebody say, if only I had taken advantage of a certain opportunity in the past? I sit around sometime and I think about this 10 acre land right over here, not far from here to church. Beautiful, prime property in Brandon. And a man came to me uh, 30, 40 years ago and said, uh, Brother Strong, if you can come up with $10,000, I'll sell you this piece of property, 10 acres of land right over there. I couldn't come up with 75 cents, much less $10,000. And I lost that opportunity. And now big mansions are built on that thing. And I think about it. Man, what a lost opportunity. No, uh, the truth of the matter, I didn't need it anyhow. Amen? Now, and I know people, though, that all they can talk about is lost opportunities. Lost things they had in the past. I wish I'd have done so and so. Now, I read a statement that is true, and it goes like this. The only way to get rid of the past is by getting a future out of it. Another thing, the only way to get a future out of the past is to live in the present. Now, the past is fixed, and this is a hard thing for us to stomach. The past is fixed. There ain't a thing you can do about it. It's back there. Amen? And it's fixed. You can't change it. And so all your worry, all your frets, and all your ulcers cannot change a thing in the past. Hebrews 8 verse 12 says, For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, 
and their sins and their knickers will I remember no more. So think about it. I know a lot of people that have sinned greatly, they think, that they, what they've done is greater than anybody else has done in the past. And, and I just, uh, I don't know if I can live with my past because of what I've done. I, I never will forget, I had a young couple several years ago, 25 years ago, yesterday I think it was. They called me one uh, he wanted her to fly down uh, from the north and come and meet my office with me and talk with me about their fixing to get married. And she had done something in the past that uh, she didn't feel uh, he was never been with a woman or nothing else. And, and uh, she wanted, they wanted to get married and love one another. And they said, my office, and I said, listen, sis, put the past in the past. If you love this guy, you love him. And I looked straight at him, and I said, Now, if you can forget about the past and love you from here on out, then get on with your life and forget about it. And they've been married for 25 years and happy, married because of it, they forgot the past. Now, but uh, the thing that really bothered her is that she didn't think that she was fit to go on with the future. Well, Jesus said, I forgive you of all your sins. Amen. Now, thank God, God puts our past away, and He completely forgets them. You got to remember something: when God forgives you of something, He puts it behind His back, and He will never look upon it again. I like what old preacher I listened to one day on a tape, and he said, uh, "I was talking to this man the other day, and he said, how you doing?' He said, under the circumstances, he said, what are you doing under there?' <laughs> I never forget that. That's a good saying, buddy." What are you doing under the circumstances? Amen? Now, get this. Why can't we forget about the past? Micah 7, verse 19, the Bible says, God cast our sin in the depths of the sea. Then it's wrong for you and I to keep digging them up again. In Psalms 103, verse 12, As far as the east is from the west, so far has the, He removed our transgressions from us. Old Brother Harold Seitler said in a sermon, if I remember right, it was him. He said, aren't you glad that God said from the east to the west instead of the north and the south? Because the north has a pole and the south has a pole and you could get to them, but you can't get to the north and east. You just keep going around in a circle. Amen? And, and what a thought. Now, a lot of people spend their entire Christian life living in the past of, of sin. Another group who lives in the past are those who are always growing in what they used to do. We need to remember something. Our past stands on its own merits. Now, if you've ever done something for the Lord in the past, let it stand there. It'll stand on its own. Amen? But if you haven't done anything in the past for the Lord, you can't change it. You've got to let it stand on its own merits. The present must answer for itself. God holds us responsible for the present. Today's presence will be tomorrow's past. And I think about this a great deal for my own sake. If I want a future, i got to make it today. Amen? And I tell young people this every time a young person comes sit down with me and talk to me about their future, I say, if you want a future, you got to start today and make your future today. And that's because uh, today, tomorrow's going to be uh, your future. There is still another group who live in the past, those who say it used to be better than it is now. 
or those were the good old days. I was just talking to a man this past week. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, we go to the restaurant and sit down with this uh, eating this waiter coming over knows us and, and uh, we got through eating. She says, you want me to box up your lunch? She's left. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, you know, I'm a professional boxer. And I looked at her. She's a runny little, little thing. I said, really? You're a professional boxer? Yes, sir. I box up your food every time you come in here, don't I? <laughs> I told you about the other one. Come over to our table, and she said, Preacher, I love you so much, I want to take a little bit off your bill. And she reached the corner off her bill. A lot of help you are, amen? amen. But at least she took something off of it. But uh, I, I, I just love to talk to these people about how, and, and I was talking one just today about how it used to be so bitter. The days in the past were so bitter. I don't know about you, but I'm living a good life. And brother, them outside toilets don't look a bit good to me. I done been there. Amen? And I like running water in the house. I'm serious. I remember uh, my grandma had an old pitcher pump out back on a little shelf on the back porch out there. She was uptown. The rest of us had a well. We had to let the bucket down and get a drink of water. Hers right on the back porch. I thought it was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Until I come to Tampa, and I declare you could turn it faucet on. Found out you got running water. I got news for you. I even got hot and cold water in the shower today. I never heard of something like that. Amen? In the good old days. It weren't good old days. Today's the good old days. There's no use in trying to have revival, a lot of people said, because there's more sin in the world than there used to be and people are more vile than there used to be. No, there's not. There's just a lot more people. That's all. The sin's the same. And I can remember even when I was a little boy, man, I've seen some things that you wouldn't even talk about today happening. I remember a man, there was some men right down the road from us quite a ways from where we lived back in the woods, but there's a man done some things he shouldn't have done. Some men got together, come down there and called him out and shot him with a shotgun and killed him right on the front floor. They never done anything to that bunch. But uh, you say it's bad today. No, they were killing people back then, same as they are today. And they were doing the same old thing as they was back then they are today. Every time I think of the, uh, the good old days and how people say it's more sinful today than it ever was, I think of a little dumb, uh, what we used to call dumb, what we call today, I guess you'd call them, I don't know what you did. I don't know the correct word. I don't want to get in trouble. Everything. Uh, I talk uh, about this. I get in trouble about it, but... Uh, how do you say incapacitated? Is that a good word? Oh, I'll use that one. This boy used to be down there. He was that way. Let's put it this way. He was a Joe Biden. How's that? He was a little shy on one end. His elevator didn't go all the way up. I don't know how else to say it. But I used to go down there to Silver Springs and a teenage boy, and he was a teenage boy, and a bunch of bullies would always teasing him and hitting him and pushing him around and I wouldn't lie I'd get in a fight every time I go down there trying to protect that boy it ain't changed the world hasn't changed and so I, what I'm trying to show you is there's vile people in the world today same as they always were 
And we want to say the good old days were back then. No. There's another class of people who live entirely in the future. It's like one old preacher said, they're so heavenly minded they know earthly good. All they can do is think about heaven. Oh, one day I'm going to heaven. Praise God, one day I'm going to be a saint of God in heaven. Well, you ought to be one down here. Amen? And so there's always making great future plans. Always by and by. One of these days. And when I get better, when things or people get better, you'll never amount to nothing if you wait to get better, if you wait to get anything. Did you know you have to start to get something done? My brother is the biggest one in the world about that. Me and him was in the Mesa business. And he'd lay out something and do something. And we're going to do this. And he'd do it for two hours. I'd finally say, Dan, we got to start sometime. And you do. If you're going to get anything done, you got to do it. And a lot, a lot of people I know is always making plans. Plans. Two friends of ours retired and they had money galore. And I mean, I'm talking about a million, not a dollar and a half. And they moved up in the mountains and they're going to retire. And now we asked them for all the years we knew them as friends for years and years. Uh, let's go out and get something. Oh, no, I can't get what I eat and spend something for that. i got to save for the future. I'm going to retire. And you tell let's go on vacation. No, I can't go on vacation. i got to save for the future. i got to retire. And he retired, and I forgot how many years after he retired, she died. Didn't get to enjoy none of it. Guess what he done? Right after she died, he went and bought him a new car. Amen. Went on vacation. Had him a time. Hey, I got news for you. You don't plan to do something. You don't plan for the future. Do it today. Today, in the present. And if you're going to serve the Lord, you're going to have to begin today to do it. And if you make plans to serve the Lord, you can do it. But if you don't, you can't do it. Now, remember, today is yesterday's tomorrow. And if you do not live in the present, you will never catch up with your future. Many Christians waste opportunities by putting off for tomorrow what they should be doing today. Proverbs 27, verse 1. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Amen? And if there's one thing that I know, now the hard part is, is getting your mind around that and your body and your spirit around that. Getting in a frame of mind, hey Lord, I know you can take care of me. Amen? And Lord, I know you will take care of me. And I'm just going to rely on you and just keep on going. Amen? And when you do that, you can handle it. If it's one thing, there's a, there's a scripture in the Bible, I wish I could remember what it is, you have not yet strived to blood, or something like that. It means that you haven't shed blood for the cause of Christ yet. There's nothing bad happening to you that can't be corrected. Amen? As long as you got breath, you're okay. Amen? And I, I believe that 100%. I believe I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. You understand that? You can't do it in yourself, but you can in Christ. And if you rely on Him and say, Lord, help me, whatever it is, help me, Lord, He'll do it. And you can have a good life.
I like to laugh all the time. And I, I, I get uh, just, uh, especially in the grocery store. I was the other day, I got me some vanilla wafers and a banana and some of that cook and serve pudding. And then I got me, uh, I forgot now, two or three things and I got up to the counter and the, there's a lady behind me. She said, looked over, why does they always look in your cart? Why don't you keep her nose? Never mind. Then she she looking she looking over my car and she said, "I know what you're going to make. You're going to make banana pudding." I said, "You better bet your life." I said, "You ever got any on your forehead? Your tongue beat your brains out." <laughs> he said, "Turn laugh. He might as well laugh, amen. Stand with me, please." 